This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston, and a bombshell kaboom detonated in the world of fantasy land here on this Taco Tuesday, Brandon, as uh, James Robinson ascending rapidly because Travis Etienne is done for the season on injured reserve after he suffered a devastating list setback, a midfoot sprain. It's going to keep him sidelined for his rookie campaign. Uh, Sad news and fortunate news uh, for the former Clemson standout and a guy that had a whole lot of pop and sizzle in the past game, but it adds some clarity right now to the backfields. Yeah, sure. You got Carlos Hyde there. Uh, with Urban Meyer, who is uh, the clock's ticking on the axe coming down, I think, Brendan, already <laughs> on Urban Meyer. But James Robinson, we're going to talk about the all-helium team on today's episode. He would be number one with a bullet in light of recent news. So how high did you move him up? And I cannot wait to see the player props when they are revamped and they resurface and are populated across League of Sportsbooks. Before the injury, they were either 625.5 or 650.5 on rush yards. That number is probably going to be at least, what, 900, 950.5 when they are reset. But James Robinson right now, the moon, right? Yeah, he had 1,070 rushing yards in 14 games last year, uh, finishing as RB7 overall. Now, I don't have him ranked that high now, but – uh, first of all, there's a better backup in Carlos Hyde. Not enough of a better backup that he's going to be a serious threat to James Robinson's overall workload because uh, we know James Robinson is, in addition to being very versatile and a good running back, he's a great pass protector as well, and that's going to keep him on the field a lot. So I have him ranked RB13. Part of that is uh, because Carlos Hyde probably gets a little bit more run than the backups did last year and also because there was you know some injuries that helped James Robinson finished inside the top 10, you know, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, uh, Joe Mixon there. And now you throw in a Najee Harris. So there's a little more competition for that top 10 spot right now. I feel comfortable with James Robinson at RB 13 though. Now that there is clear clarity in far, as far as how that backfield is going to play out in Jacksonville. Oh, it reminds me of sophomore year geometry class. And I was the dumb kid and I sat next to the smart kid and I was, you know, kind of angling my eyes open over during the test, trying to copy <laughs> off the paper. Cause Brandon, exactly that with me. I also have an RB 13 and I'm sticking to it. Um, you know, a lot of people in the industry are like, well, he's right there. Maybe a borderline RB20. No, have some huevos. It's, you know, this is some team raisins nonsense. And the guy, just like you said, he was top 10 in overall production. He had, you know, 1070 on the ground alone on 240 carries. I think he can replicate that. He was also, you know, a quality player in advanced analytics. Uh, number 16 in yards created per touch. Uh, top 20 in yak per attempt at 3.18. Yeah, only forced a missed tackle 14.5% of the time. Yeah, the offensive line is a bit of a concern. Uh, but Carlos Hyde's only going to supplant him maybe six to eight times per game. So, you know, if you could guarantee me 15, 16 games, and you know, even with some negative game scripts worked in there, I mean, you're looking at what? 1,300 total yards and probably a minimum of seven, eight touchdowns for him. Yeah. So, and I we're mean, just, we're talking numbers that he's already produced and beyond that, you right? know, he had 10, 10 touchdowns last year and had 1400 yards and that was in 14 games. And if he does stay healthy, that's 17 games. Yeah. 
again, go hit hammer those props right now because they're going to change and you need to get in on the overs while you can. Yeah, whatever. Again, when they resurface uh, with the line reset, let's do an impromptu game ahead ahead. Tell me you would rather have in a draft today. James Robinson or your boy J.K. Dobbins? I do have James Robinson ahead of J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> and that that took a lot of energy yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> uh, for tough. Brandon to say that. He's actually doing a double take. He cannot believe the words that are coming out of his mouth. Uh, what about James Robinson or Joe Mixon? Right now I'm slightly ahead on Joe Mixon. I like what they're saying about him not coming off the field. We feel like that could be the case with Robinson as well. But, again, it's a new coaching staff from what we saw last year. So there's a little bit of an X factor there. I'll give Mixon the very slightest of edges. I got trust issues in Mixon. Give me James Robinson. Last one. Oh, turn about his fair play, Evans. Uh, James Robinson or my guy, mandatory Montgomery. Oh, I'm going to go with mandatory James Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, is it juggernaut James? Oh, oh like I've already that. applied that to Javante Williams, but I could take that off the table and apply it to Robinson. I actually am also going with James Robinson. Don't hate me, mandatory. I still love you. With that, let's get to it here on this edition of the Fast Track with another Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, Brandon, as you know, as we said at the top of the broadcast, all helium team. And what do we mean by that? Guys that are rising and rising quickly in our rankings. You know, it's a hot air balloon and we're pulling the lever or whatever the thing is, you know, make the the, uh, hot air, all the fire come out so it can raise that sucker higher, higher and higher very quickly. Uh, And let's talk about a player we saw on Monday night going up against James Robinson's Jacksonville Jaguars and Marquez Callaway, all the buzz on Bourbon Street right now. Uh, ADP, a wide receiver, 67, 168.9. But, you know, that's just a handful of drafts conducted since his breakout performance on primetime television with all the eyes to see two high degree of difficulty catches. We know that Michael Thomas is going to be sidelined likely for multiple weeks to begin the season. Adam Troutman now out for an undetermined amount of time. Traquan Smith, uh, where has he been? Is he in witness protection? Like, <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> now, you and I would agree that Alvin Kamara is going to lead this team in target share overall, but Marcus Callaway is kind of for real. So, uh, do you think this is believable, what he is doing right now, or make-believe? In other words, is he a top 50 guy? Is he a wide receiver 3-12 to 12 team league? Where do you have Callaway ranked currently? Yeah, and we talked about this a little bit on our SiriusXM show, and I've come down a little bit now, and I've had a chance to play around the rankings. I originally said maybe mid 40s. I'm very, I'm now down like among wide receivers, like that 49, 50 range with Callaway. I think you know, you're gonna enjoy him for the first half of the season until Michael Thomas comes back. When Michael Thomas comes back, there's no reason to think that Callaway will be outperforming Michael Thomas. Uh, although I do think Jameis Winston and Callaway are certainly yeah. looking like they're well on their way to having a nice rapport. And the nice thing to see is, you know, there was all this talk about Callaway showing out in camp. And then he comes out in the preseason game, makes two beautiful catches. But clearly him and Winston have some confidence together. And there's no reason if Winston's the starter, which we think he's going to be, that that won't carry over into the season Someone's going to have to catch balls here outside of Alvin Kamara. And right now, Adam Troutman was somebody that we were getting behind, and he's hurt. Uh, Traquan Smith is absolutely a guy that will leave you at the altar if you're playing him <laughs> in your fantasy team. Uh, he's just always kind of just, you know, it fades away. Turns oh, yeah, invisible. he skipped town a long time ago. 
Yeah. So Callaway right now is kind of positioned himself as the kind of go-to receiver, at least until Michael Thomas is back. Uh, so yeah, for that reason, I think you got to think of him as a very back end wide receiver four that could be a wide receiver three while Thomas is out. Yeah, look, I'm not going to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and overreach for him in drafts right now. Uh, but you look at the early season schedule for the Saints. You get Green Bay, Carolina on the road, at New England, the Giants, and at Washington. Here's what you do: if you draft Callaway, and again, don't overpay, you know, too exorbitantly for his services. But if you get him, you deal him after the Giants game. Before that matchup at a tough one on the road against the fighting footballs, and then there's the bye week. I think that's where you could really maximize his total value, knowing that Michael Thomas is going to come back uh, and eat into the target share. So, just a little piece of advice if you do invest in him, uh, that you would, should be shopping his services before that bye week because uh, it kicks in fairly early in the season. Let's do an impromptu game ahead to head. Tell me you would rather draft right now, Marquez Callaway or Michael Pittman? Uh, I have Michael Pittman. Moved. I, I would have had Michael Pittman below him, but it sounds like Carson Wentz is going to maybe play. He's week back, one, baby. So, He's back. Yeah. So for that reason, I, I moved Pittman ahead of Callaway. Oh, you know where I'm going. I I, yeah. I have a man crush on Michael Pittman. It's Michael Pittman for me. Uh, Marquez Callaway or Hollywood Brown, who hasn't seen the field, I think, in like a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's that's downtown Yuma Brown for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't want to be in downtown Yuma right now. So uh, give me Callaway. If you want to score some meth, um, you know, outside the Wendy's there in Yuma, yeah, okay, great, go for it. But, yeah, I want nothing to do with a fantasy wide receiver nicknamed downtown Yuma. So, I'm with you. Give me Marquez Callaway. Last one, Marquez Callaway or Jalen Waddle? Yeah, absolutely Marquez Callaway. Uh, it's definitely Marquez Callaway for me as well. Number four. All right, marching on in our all-Helian top five. Numero cuatro. Oh, a man that I love makes my heart go pitter-pat because he plays for my Chicago Bears. Though Andy Dalton is going to be the starter. We got that news this morning. Oh, yippee-skippy. Nobody saw that coming at all. Uh, but at Darnell Mooney, wide receiver 51 right now. 110.6 is the ADP. Uh, Brandon, a lot of buzz around Mooney because once Justin Fields seizes the starting reins, it's going to happen earlier than I think most people will suspect. I I've said this before. I tweeted out that earlier today, by the way. Uh, follow Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. Follow me there at Noisy Wavos. I said, third quarter, coming out of the locker room, Justin Fields is going to be your starting quarterback week one in Los Angeles after Andy Dalton throws two first half picks, one for six. So, the Fields era could begin in earnest and rather quickly. If that does happen, or maybe even happens by, I don't know, week four against the Lions, does that change your outlook on Darnell Mooney? Well, I know it's going to happen. And I, here, I'll just send out an advisement right now to just don't play your Bears in week one. It's going to be ugly. Oh, it's but it's it's a, it's a necessary means to get Justin Fields into action in week, week two and beyond. Sacrifice. So, yeah, exactly. And look. Darnell Mooney with Justin Fields, I love that idea because we've seen Justin Fields get out of the pocket, throw with accuracy on the run, extend, extend plays, and that extending of plays allows Darnell Mooney's speed to come into play. It also, you know, if you follow the narrative on Darnell Mooney, they're talking about how improved he is in terms of route running, you know, not just a, a speed burner that can get down the field, but a guy that also can work other areas of the field. And Brad, I know you're a Bears fan. 
who's the number three wide receiver threat? Who's the who's the go-to tight end that has to have the ball? Like this is Allen Robinson yeah. and Darnell Mooney in yeah. my mind when it comes to the passing game. So yeah. nar- a narrow tree for a team that probably will have to throw a, a, a fair amount. So I, I love Darnell Mooney. Yeah, especially the Bears defense under cheese, much like they did last year. Um, so, you know, a couple of key stats for Mooney, and I'm with you there. Uh, and I will do a little head-to-head here to give the listeners some context. He's wide receiver 71 and catchable target percentage. Why? Because of Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. I mean, they were just puke-inducing. And he was wide receiver 10 in unrealized air yards. So if, you know, if it is Andy Dalton for a short time and then Justin Fields and that cannon arm, yeah, I know Fields has only completed 59% of his attempts, but I think those guys are going to make beautiful music on the field. I think some of those unrealized yards from last year will become realized. Remember, he was a 61-631-4 guy that he slashed last year. I mean, you're talking probably 800 yards, 850 yards, uh, five to seven touchdowns, right around 70 receptions. I think he's going to be right there teetering on the wide receiver three line in a 12-team league. All right, let's do head-to-head. Uh, Darnell Mooney or Will Fuller? Uh, I got Darnell Mooney. I'm down on Fuller. I think he's one of the more overrated wide receivers in fantasy this year. Oh, preach! Preach, Brandon! I'm yeah. with you. It's Darnell Mooney for me. What about Darnell Mooney or Curtis Samuel? Uh, I am going Darnell Mooney in full disclosure. I have Mooney at wide receiver 38. I have Curtis Samuel right in the mid 40s. All right. I got Darnell Mooney there and I got Samuel at uh, wide receiver 49. Uh, Last one, Darnell Mooney or Michael Thomas? Uh, I will go Darnell Mooney and take the, you know, the games. I will take the games starting from week one on where we'll see how long we have to wait on Michael Thomas. Yeah, bird in hand. Tweet, 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 little Darnell Mooney. Number three. All right, marching on. Numero Trace on our list of the all helium team members. Uh, let's go to running back and let's talk about a guy that benefited from injury. Uh, and unfortunately, we had to pour one out way too early. Way too early, Brandon, for Cam Akers. Uh, gone too soon. Uh, that means Daryl Henderson, a guy that vaulted up uh, fantasy football cheat sheets and draft boards. RB21, 42.5 is the ADP. And I'm sorting for drafts. Uh, that were executed over the last seven days. Where do you stand on the former Memphis running back? You were real high on him. Uh, from my recollection, coming out of college, has your perspective, your outlook changed? Or do you feel that McVay is going to be a little bit more RBBC than people may be buying into? Yeah, I think he, I think he is going to be more RBBC than he would have been with Cam Akers there. And we saw that last year. I mean, when, when the season started, Cam Akers kind of banged up. They weren't ready to really un- unleash him. And it was Daryl Henderson mixed with Malcolm Brown. And then Cam Akers became the, their guy. And Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown kind of went away a lot. So, yeah. um, look, at they had Daryl Henderson. They brought him in the year after his rookie season. They trade up in the second round to get Cam Akers, and they didn't have a whole lot of draft picks that uh, that year to do that. So it just tells me they don't view Daryl Henderson as a true feature back. They 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 view him as a nice complimentary back, and I think he will be the lead back just because he's going to have to be. But Xavier Jones, Jake Funk, don't don't sleep on those guys because one of those guys, and right now we feel like it's going to probably be Xavier Jones, is going to you know. They're going to have some viability in fantasy because they're going to have a role that probably pushes double-digit touches per game. I think it's a maximum, like, 15 touches per game for Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is going to be replaced on third downs because he's not a great pass-catching back. 
And, no. you know, Funk, I think, is better in that category. I think Xavier Jones is better in that category. I mean, Xavier Jones had like 20-plus touchdowns his senior year at SMU. You yeah. know, it's not like he's playing for the Sisters of the Modeless Poor. Uh, I am under on Daryl Henderson's rush yards prop. Uh, this one available at DraftKings on 925.5. I think it's too high. I think it's going to be, you know, right around 850, 875 on the ground, maybe chipping an additional 125, 150 through the air. I mean, look at the secondary analytics last season, RB39 in yak per attempt. Eh. 15.9 missed tackle percentage. Eh. Yeah, I just it doesn't really excite me at all. And I know Matthew Stafford's a major upgrade in a, you know, two shots in the arm uh, compared to Jared Goff, but I think you're overpaying for Daryl Henderson again at RB twenty one forty two point five. Let's do head to head on him. You're drafting this week in a half point PPR. Daryl Henderson or Miles Gaskin? Oh God. Uh I think I'm gonna go Henderson. That one's close for me. Uh, I'm by well, I bought on the dip on Gaskin, and I'm glad I did because he looked really good in the last preseason game, and so did your boy Tua, by the way. So, yeah. a very encouraging sign. Give me Gaskin, uh, Daryl Henderson or Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. I actually have Henderson one spot ahead. Uh, Daryl Henderson or Miles Sanders. Uh, I will take Daryl Henderson. I'm kind of just continue to drop Miles Sanders. If we're doing the yeah. if we're doing the lead balloon team as opposed to the helium team, then then Miles Sanders shows up. Oh, sure. maybe that's a preview of our next show. Oh, oh maybe oh. it is a foreshadow. <laughs> I'm also taking Daryl Henderson over Miles Sanders. Number two. All right, let's continue on here. Numero dos. Uh, let's go to the Mile High City and a guy that uh, certainly elevation. Woo! If you want to go to the old YouTube cut, uh, because that's exactly what is happening with Jerry Judy's fantasy value. Wide receiver 30, 65.7. A lot of people are saying that he is going to greatly outperform Cortland Sutton, that we haven't seen Cortland Sutton. Uh, take the field yet in the preseason, but Jerry Judy has looked dynamite, Brandon, when he's been on the field, the jukes, the cuts, the confidence, and the concentration on point. How many drops did he have last year? What, 12? Is that right? So Yeah, 12. You know, how Are you moving Jerry Judy up your wide receiver pecking order, and I'm still convinced it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater under center, and we're hoping that is the case because – Jerry Judy last season was outside the top 100 in catchable target rate, outside uh, or actually inside the top 10 in unrealized air yards, and a player now with a growing confidence. And if Teddy Bridgewater is the guy, he was QB3 to just a completion percentage for the Carolina Panthers, so far more accurate, especially underneath. So what are your thoughts on Judy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Judy – you know, when he came out of college, I said he looked like a praying mantis. His legs were just – it was basically all legs, but he could – juke and and run routes and i didn't see hands being a problem i think that was that was uh, an issue with the quarterback situation and being thrust into the very lead alpha role last year because Cortland sutton got her i think as a complimentary receiver to Cortland sutton with teddy bridgewater you mentioned that accuracy and we saw that on on a nice you know they had some nice connections against my seahawks this past weekend so yeah I, i'm up to 34 on judy i'm not quite as high as the industry because i'm higher on Cortland sutton than the industry but i have Cortland Sutton at 25 and jerry judy at 34 i think he's a he's a rock solid wide receiver three. Oh well let's uh, go ahead and qualify it uh with some more head-to-heads here if you were drafting this weekend jerry judy or brandon Ayuk. uh i will go with brandon Ayuk. I got Judy a little bit higher. Man, uh, we, we, we're going to have to have a pod where we talk about your disdain 
for Brandon Ayuk. It's not disdain. I got him a wide receiver 28. I'm not that low on him, am I? Yeah, I, yeah because someone just asked, it would, should they keep Michael Pittman or Ayuk? That was producer Drew from our Sirius XM show, and you answered Michael Pittman. Now, there were some round valuations, full disclosure, that were involved there. And I they were like Pitt- one round difference. And, and it was enough saying. for me to push me in the direction <laughs> of the guy that I want to hug and kiss and call my son, Michael Pittman. <laughs> Let me have my guy, please. Uh, no, it's it's not a horrible disdain. I just I don't know. Maybe I'm ho hum about him. I, I continue. Uh, what about Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton? Are you buying that Judy's gonna have a better year? Oh, I'm I'm 24, 25 on Cortland Sutton, 34 on Judy. I have elevated Judy ahead of Sutton, and you know how much I love Sutton. I've got uh, Sutton at 27, Judy at 24. Sorry, sorry. Wow, uh, Jerry. Last There's some stuff going on. I didn't realize what's happening with you I, and your valuation changes. Wow, you got a little crazy sauce after this past weekend. I, I'm drunk, Brandon. I'm sorry. Uh, Jerry, Jerry, Judy, or Tyler Boyd? Uh, I'm I'm as high on Tyler Boyd as anybody. I have him at 28, so I'm going Tyler Boyd. Really? I'm shocked. Okay, I've got Tyler Boyd at 29, but I got Jerry Judy, of course, at 24, and I'm sticking to it. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, a guy that's probably gained the most momentum of any player in fantasy outside of recency bias in James Robinson. It's got to be Antonio Gibson, right? And he is number one in our all-helium all team. RB11, 15.2 in terms of ADP. We're hearing superlatives and comps uh, from Ron Rivera and Kyle Allen, of course, a backup quarterback for this Washington Fighting Football's franchise. That They're going to utilize him like Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Brandon, if that is the case, you should be even higher. And what the ADP and you know is suggesting at RB eleven fifteen point two, but uh, give me your ideas, your thoughts on Gibson. Is this the mammoth breakout year that some of us are fearlessly forecasting? It's possible. It could be. I have him at RB eleven. I'll tell you what, though, if I'm in a draft, I have Saquon Barkley ranked higher than him, and I have Nick Chubb ranked higher than him. I don't want those guys. I don't typically want. Barkley and Chubb and and thankfully because I'm a little bit lower than the industry on those guys they go ahead I want to be in the position where I get Gibson and so even though I don't rank him as high as Barkley and Chubb I'd rather have Gibson um so I guess I'm slightly I'm slightly more bullish than the industry even though I'm ranking him at RB11 yeah I I've got him uh right there as well at RB11 you and I are on the same uh plane as I guess the consensus in the industry uh you know what Here's what I would do. I, let's go ahead ahead real quick because I think this is a great way to, to kind of qualify with him. Would you take Gibson or Saquon? <laughs> Again, I have I have Saquon ranked higher, but I'd rather have Gibson. So I don't really know what to tell you. Maybe I need to move Barkley down. You do. But I, you do. That's I, what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do it right um, now, Brandon. Do it right. Go yeah. to your head. Make it happen. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% going Antonio Gibson. What about Gibson or Chubb? Yeah, killing me. I'm going to go Chubb, but just barely. I got Gibson. Uh, Gibson or Najee? Well, I got Gibson one spot ahead of Najee. So you're you're right in the wheelhouse of where Gibson should go in my uh, mind. I'm nauseous in the greatest way possible for Najee. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Nauseous for Najee. Wow. I don't know. I don't, that's that like a Sony t-shirt. So I'm just going to tell you, right? <laughs> People be like, what? Is that a byproduct or something? Like, what is up with that? Uh, you know, I've got Harris a little bit higher than Gibson. Uh, over or under 1,000.5 rush yards. It's a real prop available at Bet Rivers minus 124 in the over. 
Yeah, I'm not buying into a muscled-up McKissick taking a whole lot of carries. So give me Antonio Gibson to go over this number. Muscled-up McKissick. Uh, that would be <laughs> like a mouse on steroids, I think. Yes, um, I think that's a that's an apt comparison. And what about rushing touchdowns? I'm way over on that, by the way. And I'd break out the. If it's not double digits, if it's not double digits, then I'm over. It's nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm over as well. And it's a plus 100 at DraftKings on that over. Nine and a half rushing right. TDs for Antonio Gibson. Get your grubby little mitts on the guy. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. Uh, please follow Brandon on Twitter at Brandon Funston. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, adios, son.